Happy Monday, guys. Today on the Financial Foundation, I am doing another episode of Debunking Myths. The last one I did got a lot of positive attention, and a few of you sent me messages about it. So today, I am going to address more financial myths I have heard year after year, and it's just not true. I strongly believe financial myths help fuel a fire to illiteracy in this country, and there are some big culprits in keeping people poor, or at least preventing people from getting ahead. In my last episode, for example, how many people put off or completely avoid building good credit because they think they have to take out loans or use their credit card every month? How many people don't even bother participating in investing in the stock market because they think they will lose all their money? Things like this make it harder for more people to get ahead, and I want to see everyone start throwing these to the wayside. Whether they are from parents, teachers, or the movies, the long lists of myths we gather throughout our lives doesn't get any shorter until we decide to break the cycle. All right, I'm going to start off with an easy one to debunk. I have heard this one all my life and I still hear it today. Investing in gold is a hedge against inflation. Most of you have probably heard this at one point or another, and the advertising when it comes to gold investments have increased over the last two years. Even today, with everyone fearing a recession, gold is being marketed as a hedge against inflation. This couldn't be further from the truth. With that sort of reasoning with gold, you would see some sort of correlation with the value of gold going up during inflation and going down during a period of deflation. But a five-second Google search proves this myth wrong dead on its face. We can take right now, for instance. We are experiencing 40-year high inflation at 9.1% as of June. The price of gold from June 1st to June 30th showed a downward trend. So as the dollar is losing value, gold is losing value as well, even if the price stays the same. Theoretically, with high inflation, the dollar is getting weaker. So if gold is a hedge against inflation, gold should go up in terms of, of the dollar amount, since during inflation, the cost to buy everything is going up. And you can look back historically for five years, 10 years, any measurement you want. The fact remains that gold doesn't surge in value in times of high inflation. So why is it that so many thousands of ads from different companies say these things? It has less to do with inflation and more to do with supply and demand. Gold is a commodity and there is a market for this limited precious metal. And it has been a historically good investment. If any time over the last 30 years, especially at the turn of the century, you invested in gold, most likely you are seeing anywhere between 40% and 500% returns with the exception of 2011-2012. Gold was worth too much and if you invested during that time you would actually be down right now. So if they're using the model of gold's past performance to justify marketing it as a hedge against inflation since historically the majority of people who invest in gold get returns that beat inflation, then this loosely defined phrase could be used to describe literally thousands of things. Why aren't they saying investing in Home Depot is a hedge against inflation? It fits the criteria even better than gold since over its history, it's proven to be a solid investment over the last 40 years with returns well above 500%. But they don't. They only use the phrase for gold and it's just not true. It's a commodity. There's a finite amount, it's a precious metal, and it is an investment. One that I'm not arguing towards a few months ago. I praised gold for doing better at holding its value than the market or crypto right now. I just want to make very clear, the value of gold isn't tied to inflation in any way and don't buy gold for that reason alone. Now, on to the next myth. 
Full coverage car insurance. The myth that you will be taken care of financially no matter what happens to you or your car in the event of an accident or crime. The first thing I want to take issue with is the term full coverage has no standard definition in the insurance world. It reminds me of when Subway got sued because their footlongs weren't 12 inches long and they said footlong was supposed to be the name of the sandwich, not its length. So their signature 10 or 11 inch sandwiches had the name footlong, but it wasn't supposed to define how long it was. Insurance sort of behaves the same way. They use the term full coverage to indicate that you have insurance on both collision, meaning accidents, and comprehensive, meaning damage to the vehicle, including theft. So when they say full coverage, they mean the full spectrum of likely events that might impact you negatively will be under your insurance policy. Here's where everyone gets misled and the myth takes form. Most people don't understand that getting full coverage means that in the event you are in an accident where the car is totaled, the insurance will first look up the current value of the car, and historically cars lose value every single year, past two years excluded, since they get older, more mileage, etc. It depreciates, so the amount of coverage essentially becomes less and less, but your premium stays the same and tends to increase each after each policy period. So. They look up its current value, then minuses your de deductible and fees, and what you are left with is a check for an amount usually in the neighborhood of 50 to 75% of what you had paid for the car depending on how long ago you purchased it. And this presents an especially unique problem for people who have the misfortune of buying their vehicle on a loan and getting into an accident soon after. When all is said and done, that check issued for the car goes straight to the bank to pay off the loan, and in some situations, the check is less than what you owe. So now, you are underwater with a car loan and no car, with the impression that you were driving with full coverage insurance. So this is more of a deception through a technicality rather than a myth. Using the term full coverage to mean accidents, damage, and theft that are in your policy instead of meeting the full value of your car is insured. I can be pretty opinionated when it comes to certain things regarding finance. I usually tend to get heated when I discover that people are being taken advantage of financially. I do believe car insurance companies and brokerages that market gold are perfect examples of companies that tend to prey on people who are ignorant. They will float these phrases and terminologies that are misleading or just plain false. If you have any myths you have personally debunked, message me about it. I love when people who are smart enough to realize a scam when they see one, and spreading the message is what I'm all about. I fully expect to do another debunking episode following this one, so I will keep the list handy. I welcome your messages on Instagram at the Financial Foundation 2022 and look forward to what you guys will say about this one. Thanks for listening. I hope this episode was able to add some value to your life. Happy Monday again, and see you guys next time.